0: Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark Walters. Walter, Walters.
1: Walter. Oh man, here we go. Armed American Radio, Mark Walters on the Fort Worth Armory mic for you this hour. In the six-hour studios, all of it presented to you today and every day by X Insurance. Make sure to support our partners. Please. We've got the best partners in the business. Effective tomorrow was the official kickoff of our partnership with Sig Sauer, because there has to be a specific day, right? But you've been hearing Sig over the last month. We were so excited. We just said, let's just get him out there now. But that partnership really begins officially tomorrow, and we're absolutely thrilled to be partnered up with Sig Sour, talk about an amazing company. Greg down in Dallas, Texas, the Sig Sour Studios, the Car Firearms Group Studios, Daniel Defense, X Insurance, Fort Worth Armory, My Pillow, Crossbreed Holsters, Heaven's Harvest, Defender Coffee, and on down the line. I mean these are these partners are the real deal. Greg, they've been with us for years. Yep. And we just we just keep getting bigger and we keep adding new partners and we're thrilled by that. And we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it without you guys. Greg and Dallas, please take this
2: opportunity to tell people where to watch the show and to get involved in the chat. Absolutely. If you want to see Mark eating uh, full-size candy bars instead of giving them out to the kids (laughs) this evening, head on over to ArmedAmericanRadio.org. At least I'm giving them out, you bah humbug. You're not even answering your door. You get nothing from me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh at armedamericanradio.org in the top right-hand corner, slap the three little hash marks there, uh, and select the watch live option that way you can see the studios, Mark is sitting in. Uh, if you are too busy, maybe you're driving, maybe you're doing something around the house and you just want to listen, we've got an option for you as well. Head on over to the listen live link and then be sure to select the Daniel or not the Daniel Defense, the Daily Defense. Uh, link there for Monday through Friday and uh, you'll get the right program as we're airing and if you want to join our live chat while the show's live six days a week and even when we're not head over into your app store and grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile and then search for Armed American Radio Conversations
1: Boom, that's how it's done Greg down in Dallas, thanks for that, we appreciate it very much. Started a program off in the first hour with Stacey Abrams I have but kind of got to Greg played some audio for me that took me by surprise a little bit i wasn't uh wasn't planning on hearing that, so I had to laugh and switch it back over to him because I lost control of myself for just a couple of moments and I'm not going to let that happen now I, I think we're done with Stacey Abrams are we not? Oh yeah are Boy, we am I with done her? with her The whole state is done with her yeah the whole country is I'm the whole sure. country is done with her I, I yeah i i you know even Obama can't help her so. No, whatever. No, she's uh, unrescuable. Yeah. All right. So in the previous hour, guys, we were talking about the redefinition and reclassification of firearms. The AFT has been all over this lately. And there's a and the AFT, I'm going to stay on the AFT for a little bit. Now, for those of you who might be new to the program, you're thinking, "Who are the AFT?" the AFT? The AFT. It's referring to the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Expletives, as I call them. It's a rogue agency. It's now been weaponized. Joe Biden is using the AFT, and he calls it what? Through the AFT. Through the AFT. If the president can call it the AFT, I can call it the AFT. But he has made it clear that he is going to go after, and he uses the Every Town for Gun Safety moniker, Bad Apple Gun Dealers, Rogue Gun Dealers, right? Greg, Mm -hmm. you've heard this. ad nauseum from the left. Yes. Yes, we have. Back in, and I want to go back to November of 2021 for this as an example of what the Biden administration is doing. Have you ever heard of Skelton Tactical? Probably not. Uh, Maybe. I think I might have seen some of their stuff on Instagram. Well, you are... You're up on this stuff as I am. Mm-hmm. They're in uh, the small town of Osage Beach, Missouri. And the owner, James Skelton, was raided by the AFT. Let's see, when was this? This was, yeah, this was back on, in uh, November of 2021. And I just want, I don't know the disposition of this either. I just, I'm pointing this out to show you tactics that are in place by a weaponized AFT and what we have to be concerned with. But if you remember, Missouri passed the Second Amendment Protection Act.
2: Greg, we talked about it on the program when it was signed into law in Missouri. Yes, we did. That was amongst a flurry of constitutional carry states that were happening at the same time.
1: And Second Amendment sanctuaries across the country, et cetera. We talked about it in great detail. And this caught my attention today because of the situation with Glock, uh, with the left now, guys, if, just to bring you up to speed, the anti-gun left is now coming after your semi-automatic handguns as fully automatic. They want the NFA and the AFT to, I should say the AFT, the to AFT. begin classifying through, thank you, Joe. They want the AFT to begin classifying your semi-automatic firearms, in this case, handguns. AFT In agents. particular, AFT agents, in particular Glocks. They want them reclassified. As fully automatic firearms. Why? Because, well, they can be manufactured and they can be machined and, blah, 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 okay. And I gave you that analogy of a car. I, could, I can turn a Lincoln Town car into a stretch limousine that requires me to have business licenses and everything else to operate it. We can do that with anything. We can modify anything we want, for that matter. Good or bad. It doesn't make any difference. But this is the rationale that they're using. And I went back to this because this is a great case of what happened with the AFT and the Second Amendment Protection Act. And you would think, well, they're protected from something like this happening. The AFT raided this guy's shop. Seven agents deep, fully automatic firearms, went in, raided this guy's shop, and I don't know if he was eventually put out of business or not. Forgive me for that, uh, Skeleton Tactical, if you're still I apologize. I'm simply referring back to this one particular article about this. But Skelton, of course, the owner of Skelton Tactical, was not given any advance notice that the AFT was coming to seize his entire inventory. But the local sheriff was ticked. He was upset. Why? Because AFT didn't notify his department that they were coming in. Why? Because of the Second Amendment Protection Act, which in Missouri says, in by law in Missouri, it was legislated and signed by the governor legislated then signed by the governor that's the way laws are made in this country that says we will not cooperate in any federal overreach in violation of Missouri law so the AFT ignored the sheriff's department and went in and raided this local gun store in Osage Beach catching him by surprise Helms the sheriff said at the time in November of last year, it makes me mad I was not notified. AFT agents were in my office. He said ATF, but I say AFT. Because why, Joe Biden?
2: Uh, you caught me off the wrong page. I good. I,
1: it was intentional. I caught you off guard. Let's go. Get on this win. Through the AFT. I'm two Through pages the AFT. He, he was so enthralled by where I'm going with the <laughs> AFT agents were in my office the day before to discuss a separate issue, and they didn't tell me a thing. They called me at 1 p.m. on Tuesday and apologized for not telling me saying they were not comfortable having too many people know about the raid before it happened. They were hitting several gun shops as part of an annual thing. And the sheriff went on. Before the Second Amendment Preservation Act, I said protection, it's preservation, before the SAPA, they would have notified me if they were going to be in my county. And they weren't notified, Greg. Now, this speaks volumes of the way the AFT is now doing business. And we know from Lee Williams, the Gunwriters reporting, who has done amazing work on this, that AFT license revocations, FFL revocations of licensed gun dealers are up over 500 percent just in the past year. We've covered a couple of those shops, as you recall. Yep. So are you surprised at the tactics used by the AFT in this particular raid? On Skelton's gun shop. Now, I I do want to point out here that Skelton himself made some statements and he shouldn't have. He he should have been quiet. Again, I don't know the disposition of this, but he said, and I quote from this, Skelton said he was not entirely sure why his rights where his rights begin and end as a gun store owner, particularly in relation to the AFT. I can't tell you because I'm not an attorney. And as far as that. I don't know all the ins and outs of gun sales either. Ooh. Yeah. Now, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, I want to tell you about a specific incident in that store that we're aware of that the AFT used. As I say an excuse, It's, it's not good as to why they went in. But where I'm really going with this is their failure to notify the sheriff at the time that it happened because of the Second Amendment Preservation Act in place in Missouri. And then we'll tie it back to what we were talking about in the previous hour and the reclassification now. And who is going to be in charge of that? The The Aft. AFT. The AFT. It's all tied together, guys. They're working against you every day. We will be right back. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American made high quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, check out DanielDefense.com, by the way, the emails that you get. Follow them on social media, they've got some beautiful stuff out there. And the emails that come out uh, about every couple weeks are really, really solid. You'll want to see what they have in play for you at danieldefense.com. Get on that email list. And uh, that's really it's really simple to support our partners. Just get on the email list and check out their stuff. Pretty simple, not hard to do. And we make it free for you to do that. So no excuses, guys. Mark Walters back on the Fort Worth Armory. Mike, Sig Sour Studios lit up all of it presented by X Insurance. Don't settle for just okay coverage get real coverage and keep in mind guys do not compare X insurance to the third party quote-unquote not real insurance agencies that are out there selling self-defense of this is real insurance it's a completely different animal it's the same insurance you have for your homes your cars your boats your toys your life your health it's real insurance so don't make that comparison don't that these are not two of the same thing X insurance is a real am best a rated insurance company That covers your stuff, your lifestyle, the events that you might host, and your freedom. It's the real deal. So get off a company. I know those other companies have been very successful in marketing these programs and then in many cases walked away from somebody who needed it. X insurance is an insurance company that cannot. They will go to bat for you. They are the real deal. So kind of get out of that mindset. You're talking about real insurance coverage here. Xinsurance.com covers you. They are the real deal. All right, just back to this, um, you know, this this sheriff and this uh, where I want to go here. uh, We Greg did a little bit of research during the break. This guy's been charged with what, four crimes or five crimes, Greg? Uh, No,
2: it's a slew of crimes, but there's uh, there's a difference in like a handful of them each. Some of them are, uh, you know, straw purchase crimes and some of them are failing to maintain proper records. Uh, some of them are, you know, uh, failing to make appropriate entries in a, in a required record, uh, stuff like that. And so it's a slew of crimes uh, that they are charging him with. It sounds like they're just throwing the book at him and trying to make something stick. And they even set the guy up with straw purchases with a couple of ATF agents, obviously, playing like they're just normal citizens. And uh, Well, here's what happened in one of those cases I'm aware of, okay?
1: Uh, straw purchase, you know, you're walking a fine line here, guys. All right. Straw purchases are illegal in any sense. And the straw purchase essentially. 15 count indictment. 50 count indictment. 15. On one 15 five. count indictment. Yes. I guess if you're facing 15, it doesn't matter if it's
2: 50. Yeah, at that point. At that point.
1: Uh, the fact of the matter is that in one of these cases had a young woman come in to purchase a rifle. And at the time the transaction was completed, another individual handed the dealer the money. It was not from the person who was purchasing the rifle, which is, unfortunately for the dealer, a classic textbook example of a straw purchase. That was one of the deals. Now, we can argue that all day long, but we're not going to. That's not the point of why I brought it up. What I brought it up for was the fact that the Second Amendment Preservation Act, it appears, is why the AFT was not communicating with the sheriff. The sheriff was ticked off about it. It's in his county. He wanted to know about it. He has state law. Now you're talking about a fight with the feds. So if you feel you have this protection in your state, and I can point to a number of other cases where individuals were not protected by these Second Amendment sanctuary rulings or edicts or laws, and in Missouri's case, it's law. This guy's finding himself now with a 15-count indictment. It is the AFT, without knowledge of the sheriff, that is going behind the scenes now. Without letting the sheriff know this was an ongoing investigation, Greg, this this didn't happen overnight. No, it didn't. It took a uh, this took time, likely know. months and months and months, if not over a year. These investigations are not overnight deals. There were multiple cases, correct?
2: Yeah. And it happened within a period of time between September, uh, the end of September and the end of October, about about five, uh, six weeks. And then in the beginning of November, they came in and raided him. Uh, So they were probably surveilling him for a little while and then decided to go through and try to make these purchases uh, that which then set him up for the whole uh, slew of 15 charges to be brought against him and the and the confiscation of the 323 uh, firearms. All right. Let me go back to a quote from the sheriff who said this. It makes me mad.
1: I was not notified. The sheriff said ATF agents were in my office the day before to discuss a separate issue and they did not tell me a thing. They called me at 1 p.m. on Tuesday and apologized for not telling me, saying they were not comfortable having too many people know about the raid before it happened. They were hitting several gun shops as part of an annual thing. They were hitting several gun shops as part of an annual thing. Mm. And he continued, before the Second Amendment Preservation Act passed in June 2021, they would have notified me if they were going to be in my county. Sounds, mm. like, sounds like perfect reason to advocate for disbanding the AT, AFT. Well, the sheriff went further. Let's, let's quote some more from the sheriff. It's interesting. The feds regulate guns coming from the factory to the shops to the persons who buy them, the sheriff said. And I'm quoting directly from him, uh, Sheriff Helms. I am all for Second Amendment rights. I pushed for the Second Amendment Preservation Act. We were the first county to endorse SAPA. I own 20 guns, and I teach a concealed carry class. I am all for responsible law-abiding gun owners. I don't want the feds coming and taking our guns. Hmm. What's the agency? Now, let's go back to that situation with the left in a new lawsuit. Uh, Well, let's just say the ongoing effort. And with the Brady supporting them with the uh, the garlic festival in California in 2019, they are now moving as we predicted they would do. They are now pushing to have semi-automatic firearms. In this case, in particular, the Violence Policy Center now pushing to have your plain old handgun reclassified. As a machine gun, which is why in the first hour I started with that whole bump stock thing and then moved away from it, because the feds can change the definition of what they want when they want. Apparently get away with it without legislation from Congress, who is really in possession of the power to do this. And no consequences whatsoever. Now you've got and many of us live in Second Amendment sanctuary counties or in many cases, Second Amendment sanctuary states, and we now have the feds without talking to local law enforcement, popping. This is scary stuff, very scary stuff, Greg, when you consider that these agencies have been weaponized and when you tie that together with the stats that we know they are and we have the numbers to back it up, that uh, federal firearm licensee revocations of those licenses of licensed gun dealers, those bad Apple gun dealers, and in some cases they may be. This guy may be. I don't know. It's not the point of the conversation. It's how the ATF managed to do what they did without talking to the local sheriff, because of the Second Amendment Preservation Act, yeah. And now you've got now you've got Violence Policy Center and very well funded, deep pocket organizations, the professional gun prohibitionist lobby, wanting the AFT to now classify these guns. Your handgun, the one you may carry right now, in circular. How many millions of Glock handguns are out there? Because they're specifically focusing on Glock, but not all. They're going after every semi-automatic. In this case, they're focusing on Glock and having that reclassified by AFT. That's a fear that, that I've had from day one, going back to the bump stock. Whoa, hold on a second. They can classify this as a machine gun, and it's not, but now it is. And, well, lo and behold, look at these videos. The bump stock's not necessary. It seems to me that the anti-gun professional gun prohibitionist lobby is salivating at this, staring down the throat of a weaponized AFT who will likely, they think, which is why they're doing it, do their bidding for them. Follow me on that? Very, very, very scary stuff. When we come back, Delaware, hmm, confiscation, compensated confiscation going on in Delaware coming up soon. If you live in Delaware, well... You have some decisions to make. Sadly, remember what I said. The day is coming when good, hardworking, decent, law-abiding Americans are going to be forced to make decisions they never thought they'd have to make. We'll be back. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. All right. Welcome back in. Two more segments to go. Fun conversation today. I hope you're enjoying the program as much as I am. And Greg is enjoying bringing it to you. And believe me when I tell you, Greg does bring you the program. He's the one down there with the buttons and switches and all the cool lights and stuff in the, the mothership down there in Dallas or over there, I should say. Yeah. In Dallas, Tejas. All of this is presented to you today in the Six Hour Studios by X Insurance on this Fort Worth Armory microphone. Let me briefly mention training real quick. Legalheat.com. No matter where you live, Legal Heat has a class for you. Make sure to check it out. If you're a new gun earner, by all means, get some training. And it's for the tens of dollars, it's not hundreds or thousands. Tens of bucks, under 50 bucks in most cases, you can get good world class training in the city you live in visit legalheat.com legalheat.com more about our partners coming up but support them all you can visit them at armedamericanradio.com all right i got to go now to greg did you want to comment on anything else because you were neck deep in the conversation about, no i think uh, we i think we, Skelton. yeah i think we covered it pretty well it's unfortunate the AFT. yeah it's unfortunate guys but a weaponized aft and the left now going after getting the aft more involved in what you have in your safe the most popular handguns in the country we knew that was going to happen we predicted it uh no doubt we'll be talking about this in the future in greater detail Go real, ahead, Greg.
2: real quick i'd like to add it seems that they're focusing on uh, as many gun shops as they can to shut down because of that family business that was in florida that i believe right, awr right. was talking about a few weeks ago uh, that was the one that lee wrote about uh, lee wrote that yeah story right
1: Well, not just that, but Lee also gave us the story of the ATF on two separate occasions with video showing up in people's homes. We played the audio from those videos. It's very scary stuff, guys. And what's the ultimate goal? Let's go here briefly before I move to Delaware. What is the ultimate goal? Put gun shops out of business. Yep. That's the ultimate goal. Legal businesses. We've the litigation got, is going to go on for years. They put them out of business, and guess what? You can't buy a gun.
2: Go ahead. We've got the uh, the lawyer that is trying to sue on behalf of Mexico gun manufacturers. ATF right. is targeting gun uh, gun shops. They're targeting the descriptions of guns. They're uh, trying to, in any form mm-hmm. or fashion, you know, qualify your semi-automatic as an NFA item. Uh, the attack on the Second Amendment is very live and very real. It is very real. In fact, let's uh, do something here real quick, because that
1: brings up the point that, well, they're trying to get all these illegal guns off the street. Thirty two people were wounded. Five were killed in Chicago. Final tally over the weekend. Hmm. Is any of the ATF actions, A- ooh, AFT actions that we're talking about today, stopping any of this crime is the new crime bill, the new gun control bill? having any impact on anything to do with crime? Absolutely not. Will New Jersey's law have anything to do with crime? Absolutely not. Will New York's? Absolutely not. California's? Absolutely not. It's all designed around one ultimate goal, to get at your firearms and the hundreds of millions of lawfully-owned firearms in the hands of over 100-plus million law-abiding Americans. That's the ultimate goal. That's why they're doing it. We point this out every single day. Let's go to Delaware. Delaware is now, and the, the bill was signed, what's the governor's name, Carney, right? Jay Carney, Delaware Governor Jay Carney? Yeah. Oh, he, he's a Democrat. And he's the governor of the great state of Delaware that Biden spends most of his time at. The media just doesn't tell you that. But he's there every single weekend sleeping and snoring away. While Susan Rice is running the country along Obama and the rest of them. John Carney, what did I say? No, uh, Jay think, Carney. Yeah, I think he said Jay. Jay. It's Jay Carney, Jay Carney. No, it's John. No, it's J-A-Y Carney. J-O-H-N is what I'm saying right here on Google. Okay. Well, I'm seeing Governor Jay Carney. Interesting. Interesting. Well, who cares? Either way. Some stupid Democrat that's coming after your rights. Carney. He signed a bunch of gun control legislation earlier this year in 2022. And one of those that stands out for a number of reasons to me is because we saw what didn't happen in, with a similar law in New Jersey. And with similar types of registration schemes in Connecticut and elsewhere. This gets down to the my old saying over all these years is that eventually you are going to be forced as a law abiding, decent, hardworking, tax paying American with no criminal history at all to make decisions you never thought you'd have to make living in this in this country. And people say, Oh, well, what is it you're talking about? I said, I don't know. I'll let you know what it happens. Well here in Delaware, now you're faced with it. Why? Because there was a ban signed by Kearney in a a large capacity magazine ban. Those large capacity magazines will be prohibited to most citizens. I'll explain that in just a second. But most, and I'm quoting now, existing gun owners are required under the new law to either permanently modify them. That means destroy them or remove them from the state. Destroy them or turn them over to the police magazines, Hmm. your magazines, there are millions of them, likely in Delaware alone, for that matter, hundreds and hundreds of millions of them already in the wild, in the hands of law abiding Americans. And yes, sadly, criminals get a hold of that because that's what criminals do there. How are they going to do this? What is forced compensated confiscation look like? Look at it as a buyback, except it's forced. You have to be here at such date and time and place because you are now required by law because I said so to hand me your magazines. But have no fear, we're going to pay you for it. So if you hand over a magazine in Delaware, upcoming, between 18 and 30 rounds, you will receive 15 bucks per magazine. Capacity of 31 or greater, $25 in compensation. And if you have some type of drum magazine over that, $80. But in order to get the money for that, you have to show a valid Delaware state ID card or a driver's license. That's what forced confiscation looks like. So I'll tell you a little bit more about it, but then we'll go into the real question here, and that is what's going to happen. What are you going to do? If you live in Delaware and those of you who don't, which is most of us, we don't live in Delaware. As you watch this, what would you do in your state if you were put in this position as Delaware citizens are being put in the position? The president of the Delaware State Sportsman's Association, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Haig, pointed this out. It's not going to reduce the number of criminals using firearms in the commission of felonies. It's only going to affect law-abiding citizens because criminals aren't going to turn in something that's their livelihood just to get money. Or if they do, they're going to turn them in and get some money and then go buy another one. Because it's all about money. So here's what you have to decide now. First of all, you and I both know, listener, that there's absolutely no way criminals are going to walk down and say, Hi, I'm a criminal. I have these magazines. I stole them during a burglary or from a local gun shop that we hit not too long ago. I want $15 for a magazine. Let me tell you something, Greg. They can get more money selling those things on the street if they want to, particularly if they're harder to get for law-abiding citizens. I agree. That's basic laws of supply and demand,
2: right? I, I, what I see is another opportunity for the 3-D printer to go burr and someone show up <laughs> and make a killing of uh, printing just magazines that don't even work. You mean like, uh, you know, the guy printing the firearms for $25,000? Yes, absolutely. This is an entrepreneur's opportunity to essentially... Let's steal as many of these as we
1: can and pay Joey down the street to sell them for us, right? There's a lot of of opportunity here. There's a lot of opportunity here, a tremendous amount of opportunity. But let's go to the law-abiding citizen, because, you know, there's a caveat to this. I'll call it a loophole. You're okay if you have a Delaware concealed carry permit. Did you hear that? Hmm. If you have a Delaware concealed carry permit, you don't have to turn in those magazines.
2: Hmm. Register.
1: The fact Concealed carry permit holders are exempted from the magazine ban under the new law in the state of Delaware. So if Delaware doesn't want you having a concealed carry permit makes it hard for you to get a permit or harder for you to get a permit or jumping through hoops because Delaware is controlled by Democrats, it seems to me that more people would apply for Delaware permits. Or is there a grandfather clause? They had to have the permit by X amount of date. Do you see what's happening here? The mere fact that we're asking these questions means none of this passes constitutional muster post-Bruin. We'll be right back. i uh-huh. you
3: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Final segment of the show already, Gregory. Can you believe it? Uh, zoom, zoom. Mark Walters on the Fort Worth Armory mic for you today in the Sig Sauer Studios. That's such a beautiful thing to say. All of it presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Make sure to check them out, please. That's the real deal. Don't make that comparison. There is no comparison. This is real insurance, not that stuff you've seen out there that you've been, uh, that's been marketed to you over all these years. X insurance is real insurance. Get it like I do. I have it for myself, my business, and umbrellas and everything else. I'm working with them right now on some renewals as we speak. All right, Greg. The question now becomes, because this is real. If you live in Delaware, this is, this is happening to you. November 16th is the first scheduled buyback forced buyback and by that i mean you're going to make a decision am i going to take my stuff that i've owned lawfully for years down for 15 bucks you know how many magazines I have, Greg? I don't even know how many magazines I have. No idea, but I know none of them are going it's down. More to me. than one and less than ten thousand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, and they'll fit in boxes. Okay. I do not see now. Okay, now there's there's a you know this caveat. I have a permit. So if I lived in Delaware, would I have a permit? I don't know. But yeah, I would hope so, but it's Democrat controlled. I don't want to live there. But I'd likely have a permit if I could get one. Don't live there. Don't know the process. Don't care. That's not the point of the conversation. But if because most gun owners in Delaware, believe it or not, do not have permits, concealed permits. But they might have guns that have magazines over 18 rounds, 20 rounds, 30 rounds plus. And now, November 16th, you have to make a decision. Do I go down to the forced compensated confiscation stand or whatever the hell they're going to call it and give them my stuff for 15 bucks jeez 10 magazines I'm going to get 150 bucks wow is it worth it to you for the 15 bucks Greg these are the questions that Americans are now decisions that Americans are now having to ask themselves what am I going to do here I'm going to bet you this is a bust. I'm going to bet. Now, we'll likely not really know the answer to that, because if you were to pick up the phone and call 200 gun owners, they're not going to tell you they didn't go do it. Mm -mm. Some will. Some of them have the stones to do that. I never gave up my bump stock. I can't find it. It isn't here, but I never turned it in.
2: Lost it in a tragic boating accident. Sold my boat. See? It's a tragic accident. I wonder if it was in the glove box of the boat. Could have been in one of them little side compartments where sometimes you shove uh, life jackets or skis or something like that. What do we call that in boating lingo? Cubbies? Cubby, yes. Haven't haven't had a boat
1: in a while. I don't know. But I've looked for it in my yard. It wasn't buried anywhere. All right. It's not here. Not in the studio. No, no, definitely not in the studio. It's definitely not at the ranch. I I mean, I don't know where it is. I have no idea. But I know I didn't take it down. I remember not taking it to my sheriff's office and saying, here, you guys, take my stuff. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. You do what you want. The point that I'm making is, as I've made for years, these are the decisions that you now have to make. What kind of turnout will the police get during this first forced, compensated, confiscatory event scheduled to take place on Wednesday, November 16th. Now, there's a lawsuit challenging the ban. And according to the state, any first offense only amounts to a fine. So, you know... the. Being fined for a former,
2: Uh, formerly legal (laughs) products,
1: Right. I'm being fined for something I bought legally that Mm -hmm. I've owned for years. Mm -hmm. But how are they going to find me? How are they going to know I have it? Are they trusting me to take it down there? And then what are they going to do? Go door to door in Delaware? Hello? I'm from your local police department. I'm from the new... Confiscation team, do you happen to have any magazines? If you do, I need them. Well, we've no, seen, I don't know what you're talking about. Get off my porch. We we've come back seen, with a warrant.
2: We've seen this in Delaware with the AFT already once. AFT's tried it in Delaware. We played the audio tape for you, and Delaware State Police were more than willing to go to the door of a citizen who legally bought. Lawful products that are firearms just because he bought too many in too short of a period of time. Let me quote Cam Edwards.
1: My guess is that the vast majority of Delaware gun owners are going to hang on to what they have, and the state troopers running the buyback, in quotes, are going to get more rest and relaxation than large capacity magazines. So Cam seems to think I ain't going down and turning this in. It's being challenged. There again, hmm, what do I do? Did you ever think in America that you would be forced to have to make these decisions? Let's go back to the Aikens Accelerator. I go back to that from time to time. Mr. Aikens is a, it's a sad case. I know Mr. Aikens, he lives down in Florida. He created what is really the what I believe to be the first bump stock. It was called the Aikens Accelerator. And it was a device that used a screw that... Unlike newer versions of bump stocks, that came after the Akins Accelerator. But it actually had a working part on it, and it harnessed the power of the recoil, and the screw, and it it bump-fired the firearm, which mimicked fully automatic fire. He was given clearance by the AFT on no fewer than two separate occasions. I have all of the paperwork in a file on my computer. I've seen it all. He's, he gave it all to me. This was going back years ago, well over 10 years ago. And he's been on the program. It's been a long time. But the AFT gave him clearance in a letter, of which I have copies of. No, you're fine. He dumped his entire life savings into manufacturing his device, which was patented. After he manufactured them, had a warehouse of them, and began shipping them, the AFT changed their mind. Nah, I don't think so. But when I say the AFT changed their mind, who was it at the AFT that changed their mind? A staffer. A bureaucrat. I no, I don't think so. And said, you need to give us all of Surrender Them All, which was his life savings in a warehouse in, I believe, Washington State, where it was shipping from. And, oh, by the way, we want the list of everybody that you sent them to. And this was years ago, guys. (laughs) We knew this was coming years ago. So it reminds me of that. He was forced to do that as a business, and it cost him everything, bankrupted him. He lost everything. Everything had to move into a much smaller place that he didn't want to live in instead of make a whole bunch of money selling what he was told was lawful. This is the danger of having a bureaucracy being able to make a decision, change a definition literally overnight. So we take it full circle as we always do. Let's slide into home. You now have very well-funded deep pocket groups trying to get that very AFT to classify your handgun. As a fully automatic weapon. And we told you two years ago this was going to happen. Always something to talk about. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to get up and talk about it again tomorrow because we can and we have to. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, carry on, carry off, and carry absolutely everywhere. Never leave your cave without your club. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Have a great, safe Halloween, and we'll see you on the radio tomorrow.